you know, I, I was sort of, I don't know, just sort of watching it sort of half-heartedly. Uh, and like you, I was completely expecting uh, Hillary to win. Uh, you know, I, I followed through and, and voted for Johnson. I was already, you know, resigned that, you know, there's no possible way that, uh, um, you know, Trump is going to beat Hillary. And I, I'd already made it through the acceptance stage of grief uh, on that. And then, you know, things, you know, started going uh, the different way. And, and I got to say, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy about it. I mean, if, if, <laughs> If Johnson couldn't won, I, I'm glad that Hillary's not the commander in chief. I think I put something on Facebook about that. You know, I'm I'm not a Trump guy, but you know, waking up this morning, uh, you know, right before Veterans Day, I am truly happy that it's not her as commander in chief. Yeah. I mean, just the the systematic disassembling of the you know military as as we knew it uh, will hopefully stop at this point. Yeah, we'll get to, we'll get to more of that a little bit later talking about his uh his, his picks. But uh but I'll tell you it was um it's it's something that I get I did not expect like you said. And here's something else like I was listening to the news today cuz I listened to the news all day and actually I found myself listening a lot to like liberal news sources. Yes. Just cuz yes. cuz there's like a Schadenfreude there and it's like I forgot what this I forgot what this feels like, you know. And, uh, <laughs> the, the, the liberal, the liberal tears are so delicious. I, I've, I've been feasting on them all day. It's yeah, just, me just too. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've, I've actually, I've been giddy since last night. Uh, you know, I just, I was in the shower this morning, just laughing my ass off. I, I, I could not believe it. Yeah, well, it's like I, I just found myself like just grinning at the TV, like yes. feeling, yeah. feeling like evil and maniacal, like yeah. But uh, I was listening to some of the news sources this morning, and they were saying that. Uh, um, I listened to POTUS politics on Sirius. I'm not sure if you all listen to that or not, but, um, yeah. they were talking about how like the exit polls apparently came in and all of them showed that Trump was going to get crushed. And if you notice early in the night, the, the Trump campaign manager, whatever her name is, um, she apparently they had issued a statement kind of blaming the, uh, Republican party for not helping enough. And, um, and that that was the first thing that happened. And then they closed South Carolina, and they didn't call it immediately, and that made me nervous. Um, and I remember Chris Wallace saying how stunned he was that they didn't call South Carolina. And at that moment, I was like, okay, we're gonna have a quick night. Hillary's gonna win, and I'm gonna go to bed and and be sad. But uh, but it did not turn out that way. And, I, and honestly, once I started seeing Florida opening up for Trump a little bit. I knew that at that point in the night, in 2008 and 2012, that was not happening. Um, and the fact that they had not they had not even closed the polls yet in the western counties, and Trump was leading already, that that was a good sign for him. And uh, I noticed uh, Ohio, and I found that cool little app on the New York Times page that was keeping track of like the uh, the odds and the votes that are still outstanding and all that stuff that was keeping track of the of who's going to win and where and and I started looking at it, and my wife was sitting next to me, and she was kind of resigned to it all as well. And I was like, I think we're actually going to win this thing. And um, mm -hmm. my my dad called me uh, right as right as the polls closed. My dad called me, and he said, he he said, your mom won't let me watch the election results because it makes her too nervous. Oh. He's like, call me if something happens. So <clears throat> when I called him and told him that that Trump had won Ohio, like they they didn't believe it. Like, they did not believe that they had already called Ohio. They called it early. Like, it seems like they did at least. Um, because I was up so late, I guess. It seemed like they called it earlier. But 
But uh, I'll tell you one of the most gratifying things about this is the, the, just the, it's gratifying, like the anti-military, you know, anti-American Colin Kaepernick crowd who's been braying for Hillary Clinton, just their reactions is just, have just been priceless, especially on social media. Yes. It's been priceless. And these videos of people crying absolutely have made absolutely have made my day. I woke up to one and and it was on at that point. People have been pouring them to me all day and I, I've seen the same one several times, but put a different music, it has a different effect. It's the same <laughs> same video, but it's it's really, really different when uh when you got different music going on. I love it. I know what you're talking about. I absolutely love it. First of all, it's a little hard for me to wrap my head around someone putting that much into a politician. You know what I mean? Like, you know, to allow a politician to elicit that much of a reaction out of you because they won or lost. That, that's that's a little far-fetched for me to understand. But. Yeah, I, the, I didn't cry when I lost, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's, I think that, I think what it was, was, and it was sort of like the Cubs in the World Series. Uh, which I don't want to talk about too much, being an Indians fan and all, but like, it was a sense of entitlement, like, they all showed up at that event knowing that she was going to win. And that's why they came. Mm-hmm. They came mm-hmm. because they wanted to celebrate with her and, and be there for the first woman president. I listened to this thing that said that they had rented that space, the Javits Center, just because it had a big glass ceiling. And then when they announced her over the top, when they announced that she had won the election, they were going to spray confetti in the shape of like shards of glass to rain down on the crowd. <laughs> Yeah, that's cute. Yeah, and they, you heard, you heard that. Where can you buy them? I, yeah, it's. I guess they're going to those, uh, those the kids in Africa, you know. DNC yard sale today. That's what, you know, they always send. Mm-hmm. You know, they always send like the uh, you know the unused championship T-shirts over to Africa for. Yeah, you know, yeah. They can get the shards of glass for you know whatever they want to use them for. <laughs> but uh, they were going to do fireworks on the Hudson and all this other stuff, and and just to to to. For once, you know, damn it! For once, we we, we got the win, and I, I'll I'll say it's it's the biggest uh, political upset, biggest political event of my entire life, and maybe the biggest political event in American history, maybe. Mm. Um, uh, probably. Yeah. I, it's first first president since uh we're first non um career politician president since Eisenhower. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's it's significant. It's the first one ever to not have any military experience, and be mm-hmm. and to be a non-politician uh, ever. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating. I just <clears throat> you know I I was cruising around the the webs and checking out my my, my marine buddies, and I would say it was about ninety five percent were super stoked about it. Um, and then there was another, um, 5% that were not so much. Also Tyson Manker, who was on our show in I think episode two, um, yeah, he, do do? he lost his race, but he ran a respectable race. I think he lost about a thousand votes. Uh, and that's not bad. Not, not bad at all, especially against an entrenched incumbent like he was up against. So if you're listening, Tyson, good job. <clears throat> um, and, um, uh, run again. Yeah. Do it again. Um, so, um, any other thoughts about your reactions about the, uh, the election 
what would remind? Oh, oh, Je- oh, yeah, um, Jeff, you were in in two thousand eight when Obama was elected. Uh, I was. I was in. I was in Afghanistan, as a matter of fact. And uh, how did you get the news of that? And what was the reaction of everyone with you? Uh, honest to God, man. I mean, uh, that Afghanistan trip was a shit deployment. Uh, so, I mean, I was like, oh, Obama's president now, okay. And then you know, went back outside the wire. Um, I, I don't think I really. I don't, I was back in the states when he was inaugurated, and I remember that. And uh, again, I was like, eh, whatever. Um, I, I didn't really have a, a whole heck of a lot of reaction to it one way or the other. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was sort of like a running gag among us. Oh, well, you know, you voted for Obama and he won. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I know that all that you and I both were in, actually all three of us were in the Marine Corps in 2000 when uh, when Bush was elected. And I guess, mm-hmm. I remember um, um, sitting down, It was it, we were, you and I, Jeff, were attacks. And um, right. we were at different positions, um, different uh, locations, pauses, I guess. And, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I remember sitting to sitting down and, uh, calling, I had a cell phone and it had back then cell phones had long battery life. Cause you, you had to power them up, call and then power them down and I would power it up about once an hour and call home. And I would talk to my grandpa and I, uh, I kept calling, calling, calling and, and finally, like I, uh, <clears throat> I, uh, went to sleep, and at that point, they had, when I went to sleep, they had called Florida for gore. Um, uh, one of my friends, woke mm-hmm. me, who was on Firewatch, woke me up at about like midnight and said, "Bush won." He said, uh, "Congratulations, like Bush won. It's 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 over." And I called my mom in the middle of the night, and she was like, "Oh, it's wonderful. It's 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 fantastic. It's amazing." I was like, "Oh, that's fantastic." And I went to sleep and woke up the next morning. And, um, uh, uh, one of the, one of our corpsmen, I think came up to me and he said, yeah, I heard something about like, they took it away from Bush and he's not going to be the president now. And I'm like, that's stupid. There's no way that's true. And then I called home and my mom answered the phone and I was like, so, uh, everything okay at home? She's like, it's just a mess. It's, it's a mess. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? She said, they're going to, they're going to try and give it to Gore now. And, you know the rest is history um they didn't re- yeah. they didn't resolve it until uh, i think i got like a month later something like that 35 days something like that after after the election when the supreme court stepped in you were in florida jeff or justin i was i was in pensacola okay did you vote in florida uh, down in the, in the state no i didn't actually mm-hmm. i don't think i i think i'd moved like four four times at that point and didn't even weren't even able to like get an absentee ballot for kentucky so yeah I didn't get to vote for Bush the first time. Yeah, I did absentee, and uh, our our lieutenant actually made us do it. Like he actually got us. Of course, at that point, I've been in the fleet already for for a few months, so we were kind of. I was I was settled in. Me and me and my buddy York were the only ones from Kentucky in the uh, in the company. But uh, yeah, I, I got a, que- a question for a friend, if I may. Sure. All right, he's he's active duty, and his question is thus. Uh, the First Amendment doesn't really apply to us. Uh, for instance, we couldn't have a dartboard with Obama's face on it. However, where does the legality stand on nude photos of the First Lady? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. That's a good question. I'll uh, I'll investigate that uh, thoroughly. Okay. I may even actually get a few pictures just to compare them one with the other. Yeah. Uh, well, you need to do uh, thorough thorough research. Right. Right. And maybe we'll put the research in the show notes so everyone can see. 
I uh, like it. <laughs> I saw somebody today ask if the, uh, on Facebook, they said, will the uh, for a first lady's portrait require a parental advisory before you can look at it? Um, of course, hopefully. The worst, She's smoking hot. Yeah, that's that's true. She also uh, reminds me a lot of Natasha Nogudnik. Um, Moose and Twirl. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, all right. So moving on, um, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. You are listening to the Bellow Woodsman, celebrating everything Marine Corps from the serious to the absurd. This podcast is powered by Simplecast. Please like and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at Bellow Woodsman and send us your thoughts and reactions via email at thebellowwoodsman at gmail.com. Now, on with the show. And we're back. Um, the next step in this discussion is to talk about what we think about uh, the, um, the Trump administration and Donald Trump as commander-in-chief. We kind of had this discussion... It seems like a million years ago, back when Trump was having problems with the cons, but that's ancient history. No one remembers any of that, suddenly. We have such a short memory about things. But um, but now he's, he's won the election. He will be the commander-in-chief. In fact, he's getting daily intelligence briefings as we speak from the president and from the, his, his uh, national security staff. And uh, so I guess the question is, I'll start with you, Jeff. Um, who would you like to see uh, Trump appoint Secretary of Defense, and who do you think he will appoint Secretary of Defense? Well, I saw in the news that uh, I think Jeff uh, Sessions, he's the uh, a senator from Alabama, uh, is the, the favored spot, or uh, is at least favored for that spot. Uh, I don't know a lot about the cat, so I, I looked him up on Wikipedia. Uh, apparently, um, well, like I said, he's a senator from uh, Alabama. Uh, served as a captain for uh, looks like about ten years on the reserves, some transportation unit. I mean, I other than that, I mean, I don't really know a lot about him, so I, I couldn't really say if I, you know, approve or deny of obsessions. Uh, I, I would kind of like uh, for uh, Trump to pull out of mothballs one of the uh, the generals that uh, were either forced retired or got out under Obama. Um, off the off. Off the top of my head, uh, McChrystal, maybe. Um, I, I, I just in, in any one of the generals. I mean, um, I, I don't think Mattis would 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 do it. I mean, I, I think that's who you think I was thinking about. But <laughs> I, I don't I don't <laughs> I, I don't think that he would do it. He, he's sort of a low profile guy these days. But I mean, that would be kind of badass. But yeah, I, I, you, I, that's more like a fantasy pick, you know, like Mattis. Yeah. Like the, but you know, it's funny. I've actually met Jeff Sessions. Um, I talked to him for a while, actually. I met a few years ago when I was in school in Alabama. I met uh, John Ashcroft, and mm-hmm. I went to an event where I uh, actually volunteered at the event, and I ended up just out of the blue, like it was out of a weird set of circumstances, in a room alone with John Ashcroft and Jeff Sessions, talking about the Iraq War, and mm-hmm. um, and he is a he's he's very soft spoken, but he's uh, super sharp, and he is a rock rib conservative. In fact, okay. he's one of the uh, like one of the few in Congress that ever takes a, a stand on immigration issues like the way that they ought to. Um, so, uh, what about you, Justin? Uh, I kind of uh, I've always really liked uh, Admiral Olson. Uh, I know he was a big SEAL guy, um, and I like the way they think out of, outside the box. What can we do the most of the least? And you know, I, I whoever he picks, though, and this is why I really. 
have always liked Trump, it will be the the best person for the job that can maximize their potential. So I I don't know if, what, how he'll go about vetting, but whatever process he uses, I'm sure you will get the the person who can make the best of the situation. Another name being tossed so. another name being tossed around was his his campaign military um, advisor was uh, Mike Flynn who was the uh, former director of Defense Intelligence Agency. And uh, reading this thing from Politico right now where it's talking about Sessions, of course, um, it mentions former National Security Advisor Stephen Hadley and uh, former Senator Jim Talent. I don't know much about those guys. But uh, Mike Flynn, was, he spoke at the convention. And um, <clears throat> he uh, he's a Democrat, but he's a big supporter of Trump's. Uh, he's a combat arms guy uh, through and through. Um, in fact, he was this. He almost got the vice presidential nod over Pence, almost, um, but he he did not. Um, he's he's been Trump's chief military advisor, and uh, he will get some senior administration post, possibly NSA. Um, there's also been uh, discussions, peripheral discussions of Duncan Hunter, um, the younger, who uh, was a Marine uh, infantry platoon commander in Afghanistan. And as a, I met his dad years ago when he was running for president in 2008. And Duncan Hunter is a stand-up guy. Any of those would be fine. Um, I just hope that they can take. They're they're not afraid to take steps to reverse the the things that Obama has done to the military. That's my main concern. Yes. Um, and you gotta can't be afraid to step on toes in doing it. Um, because I don't think that's gonna be a problem. Yeah, I don't think so either. And Listening to Trump last night, I, I kind of joked around today with some some friends of mine, and uh, you know when when Trump came out, he was very kind of humble and and uh, he looked a little kind of like shell shocked, and um, I was like, I wonder if he ever thought he was actually going to win. You know, <laughs> some somebody somebody on Facebook said, uh, I bet Donald Trump right now is googling what does a president do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, which is just silly, of course, but. Uh, um, you know, it's it's such a surprise to me. I have to think that, given what they knew about the polls, it was a surprise to them that they won. But um, but you know, I think that are we going to get more of the the red the red meat Donald Trump, or are we going to going to get something new and different that's kind of more more passive and 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 less like the candidates? What do you guys think? Well, I don't know. I mean, he had his gloves off the entire race. I mean, so what's the I, he broke all the rules to get there. I mean, the political rules to get there. So, I mean, I, he doesn't really have a hell of a lot of incentive to put them back on at this point, uh, really. Yeah. What do you think, Justin? I, I think that's just him being him, though. Yeah. I don't really. I, I, I obviously, I think there's obviously a scale to him. You know, when you, he probably doesn't start every negotiation, you know, ready to to pull pull hair or whatever. But he, I think he can go there pretty quick, and he's pretty good when he gets there. So, I think it really depends on. You know the situation of so, yeah, and something that concerns me, and and you know I um is is I, it doesn't really concern me. It's actually I think it's a good thing about Donald Trump is that you know we've treated like the Russians, whatever you know we've we've in my opinion maybe you disagree, we've treated them like a defeated enemy for so long, and we've 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 treated them like you know almost like the end of like world war one, like the Versailles treaty, like they could spend like a second rate power. And we've treated them like that. 
and we talk about expanding NATO into former Russian republics, and we're talking about expanding NATO into Georgia and Ukraine, and we're, we're poking the bear. I don't understand it. I don't, I don't understand what we gain from it. I, I get that Putin oversteps his bounds in, in the Ukraine and in the Crimea, but those places he's actually gobbling up are places full of ethnic Russians. And, you know, it seems like Donald Trump kind of recognizes that. And he doesn't want to risk nuclear war with Russia. And to me, that's a hallmark of someone who's going to be a responsible commander-in-chief, I think. Mm -hmm. Someone who's not going to use our troops as cannon fodder like some other administrations have done. And like, um, you know, the, the current administration has done. And like Hillary Clinton would have done. I'm sure she would have. Um, you know, going around toppling regimes in the Middle East, like just step back and try to put out some of the fires in the world, you know, and, and, and I don't know. I, I think, I think those are hallmarks. People will not understand my association of the word maturity with Donald Trump. Some of them won't, but I think that's a hallmark of maturity in my opinion. Blow the shit out of bomb ISIS into oblivion. That's cool. I'm fine with that. But poking the bear and, and going to war with Assad and Syria, come on, you know? The, the Israelis can handle the Syrians. <laughs> the Russians can handle the Syrians. Let's, you know, I, I, maybe I'm just oversimplifying it here, but I guess I don't see our tactical or our, our strategic benefit to being over there meddling and putting putting Marines and soldiers and airmen and sailors in, in, in harm's way. Anyway, that's my rant, my foreign policy rant, and I'm actually... Uh, pretty excited about what's what's coming. What do you guys think about the other any other any other um, projections as far as cabinet picks or policy decisions, Jeff? I've I've heard uh, just and this is a bit questionable. Um, from what I understand, the Department of the Interior he was looking at two oil magnates or Sarah Palin. <laughs> um, now, I mean personally, I think you need to keep Sarah Palin as far from any decision making. Uh, you know, <laughs> branches possible, but I mean, I, I don't know, man. Uh, that, I mean, that's just what I heard secondhand information, you know, two different oil magnates and Sarah Palin for Department of the Interior. I know he's talking about, he has a hedge fund manager that's going to be uh, Secretary of the Treasury. Um, that's right, yeah, yeah, Goldman Sachs guy. Yeah, and I, I kind of like Sarah Palin, but I, I wouldn't I would, I wouldn't want to see her in that capacity, I don't think. Uh, yeah. I, I think she'd be... She ran Alaska pretty good. She did, I thought. But I'd like to see her more in like maybe like a, a special advisor capacity or something like that, I think. Um, because say what you will about Sarah Palin, I think she has her finger on the pulse of something. Like you know what I mean? Like like there's a there's a uh, that didn't sound appropriate, did it? No. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know where my head went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's okay. She she's hot. But like um um I, I think that she'd be good in that capacity. I think that uh Reince Priebus, um, who has been one of the few people that stuck by Trump and actually started threatening people who were going against him and the uh, Ted Cruz and the, the whole crew. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. And also, um, you know, we're going to see Mabus gone. We're going to see Ass Carter gone. Um, I'm not sure who he'll appoint Secretary of Navy. I have not seen any projections as to who he's going to appoint. But like Justin said, I, I'm convinced that it's going to be someone that's competent and that takes takes his responsibilities towards the military seriously, and that's that's what we've been missing for the last eight years, is someone who's not going to tr yeah, the, treat the, the social experiment exactly. Yeah, the, the military is not a place for for progressive experimentation, you know. Right. Um, 
So anyway, so that was uh that's that's basically our reaction to the uh the election at this point, and I'm sure we'll have more to talk about as we move forward. Um and maybe we'll have a uh addendum to this whenever we uh start finding out who these people are, maybe do a little biography, um and talk about it. May bring in some guests to uh talk about their um opinions about it. Um and so next we're going to do the Marine Corps birthday toast from Justin. Go ahead. 241 years of service. It's incredible. I mean, we're, we're known worldwide. Uh, we're the best looking service in, in the world. Marine Corps dress blues are panty droppers. Uh-huh. There's no way around it. We're, we're awesome. Uh-huh. We've been awesome. We, we've, we've survived Clinton. We've survived Carter. We've survived Obama. We, we, we're, America's now on one force. I, there's so many, so many things you can say about the Marine Corps. And it's because for 241 years, when there's a job to be done, they send us, we do it. And that, that's just the end of the story. You don't have to wonder when you, when you, when you send a Marine in. And that, that type of mentality carries over once you're out. Um, the things you learn, the things you've been through, you, you really do learn not to quit. And I'm so very, very, you know, you learn traditions, uh, and that's that's why on the 10th of November everybody gets together. It just it's it because it's important. It's important to remember where you came from and uh, to watch where you're going. So, here's a 241 years of kicking ass and stacking bodies. Hoorah. Yup.